Thrive in Connected Families is a smart, relatable conversation with me, Dr. Amanda Sobic-Johnston, child psychologist, mother of three, and entrepreneur. I've spent my career providing family therapy and supporting high-achieving mothers, and maybe even more hours with my girlfriends trying to figure out how we can all feel more confident in our work and our relationships. And you all, there's one thing I've noticed. We're all struggling in some of the same places and we're all looking for some down-to-earth advice that we can actually use. So on Active and Connected Families, I'll share some of the insights I've learned, strategies for those daily fights about laundry, some expert perspective on the bigger issues like the mental health crisis, and me chatting with my therapist friends about how we can all feel a little more active and connected in our lives. Throughout, I hope to make you laugh at least once, but I know I'll leave you with something that'll help you become a better parent and maybe even person. Thanks so much for listening. Hi, Damon. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm great. You all, I just met Damon and in the last 10 minutes, uh, I have unloaded all of my stressors and he has helped me feel exceptionally better already, which is excellent because today we're going to be talking about gaining clarity in a really confusing world, which I think is important as we are kind of just starting the school year and I am already feeling pretty confused about where I'm going and what I'm doing. So thank you so much for being here, Damon. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. So why don't you even tell me how you came up with this idea and what you do and what your idea of clarity is? Okay. I mean, a, a, a big reason to be in a big motivation, and I know this uh, you know, podcast communicate to a lot of women, a lot of mothers and, uh, and women and people that are motivated. Um, one of the things that kind of motivated me is wanting to be a really good parent, wanting to be a really good dad. And I think a big desire that, you know, everyone has, if you have kids, is is how can I do that? How can I become um, a good parent? How can I become a good person? So really kind of what happened is a lot of times our past will motivate um, or dictate our future. And sometimes we can have a rough past. And sometimes it can be incredibly challenging Um, growing up. Some of us have grown up with wonderful parents and wonderful situations. Um, and, and that can be a great, great foundation uh, to being a wonderful parent. And also that can help with clarity and that can help uh, not be so confused on what it is to and how to achieve in life. And then some of us can go through a pretty challenging uh, childhood like I did. And you then make the choice to not want to go through that. There can be a lot of chaos in our world growing up. There can be a lot of confusion. And sometimes you get to the point where you don't want that. Mm-hmm. So you want to create something different. And th- and that's really kind of a, a goal or something that I said is I wanted something different in my life. I wanted something different than how I grew up. Uh, I wanted stability. I wanted focus. I wanted um, to achieve something. And so that was a big motivating factor in regards to, to my life. And over the years, it kind of just developed now that I'm a certain age and my kids are a little older um, into kind of teaching that a little bit and, and taking a little bit of the success and the time that I have now to kind of, kind of give back and, and, and help others, you know, 
gain clarity on what it is that they would like to achieve in the most important areas of their life as well. I love that. And one of the things you talked about is coming is is trying to lead a life that's different than how you grew up, right? Mm-hmm. And I think in some ways, we are all trying to lead a life. We are forced to lead a life that is different than how we grew up. Because I do think the digital world and phones and screens and media is so different for everybody that I think no matter how you grew up, we're all trying to create some clarity in chaos because there's just so much coming at us so quickly all the time. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I mean, you know, the engineers get paid the most money to uh, grab our attention. Um, it's, it's amazing. And it, it's a huge thing. And it is incredibly hard right now, you know, as anybody living in this world to, to have clarity, to, to have some focus uh, we seem so unfocused and, you know, anxiety and depression and all this stuff is increasing tremendously. And, and it, you know, the stats show that the more that you're on your phone, the more that you're looking at social media, the more that you're going through that, uh, the more anxiety and depression appears in your life. I mean, I don't know the last time that I got off Instagram and Facebook and was like, oh, my gosh, that was the best 45 minutes of my life. I feel so good. I feel so good as a person. I mean, it just, it just doesn't happen. Um, you know, when you're going through that, you're, you're comparing yourself, you're, you're, you're judging, mm-hmm. you know, is this worthy of my, um, to look at or to focus on? It's like a constant judgment and you just don't feel that great, which then leads to another thing of, okay, you stop that. Uh, but you get that little hit you know, by going on in the first place. So then you feel bad again. You're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to feel this. So I guess I'll go back and look at some more, you know, social media and try to feel better. And it's just like this cycle. And and what happens is when you're doing that, I mean, you're, you're actually, um, you know, you're taking away from a good activity that you could be doing. You're, you're, you're being taken away from a, a connection that you may mm-hmm. be able to have, whether that's, you know, with your coworkers, with your children, with your spouse, whatever it may be. And, and, you know, I, I think we're losing a lot in how we communicate to others. I think a lot of times we don't know how to communicate anymore. And I think that's a, that's a big thing. So yeah, the, the phones, um, brutal. It's, it's why it's, it's incredible. So help us find some clarity. How should we as adults who are doing a lot of things, how should we start looking for clarity and finding clarity in our lives? I think number one is to look at your life and identify what are the most important areas of my life. So identify what, what's important, you know, some people, I'm a Christian man. So spiritually, that's, that's a big part of my life. Uh, I happen to be married. My relationship with my wife is a big part of my life. I have kids. So being a parent is a big part of my life. Uh, We all have bodies. So uh, my body and, and physically, that's important. You know, most people, I love what Jim Rohn used to say in old speakers, is most people don't do well because they don't feel well. So my, my, my health is a big thing. And then we have our business, uh, whatever that may be, whether you're, you know, go outside the home to work or you're at home, uh, you know, managing uh, an incredible household and whatever that may look like. 
those are important areas of our life. They, they matter. It's almost like when you're going down the road and you want to get to a certain destination or you're traveling through life, if one of your tires are flat or just running on a rim and it's just not even, when you're going down that road or you're going through life, you're going to be off. It's going to be bumpy. It's going to be hard. And life is bumpy no matter what. So I think it's really identifying those areas. And then I think it's taking time to identify where you actually are in those areas. And what I mean by that on a scale from one to 10, 10 being perfect and, and it's, it's wonderful and everything's good, which I don't think anybody really could say that. Um, but, you know, you may be like at a five or four and, and that's not good. You know, in your marriage, you could be at a, at a three or four and, and that's tough. And that affects you. That affects every other area of your life, whether you know it or not. So I think it's going back. Number one, identify those areas. Number two is rate them where you actually are. Okay. Be honest, take some time, really figure it out. And then, and then number three, going through there and saying, okay, what, what do I want in those areas? What, what do I really want to achieve? What do I really want to feel? So then create your why and identify what it, what it may be. Um, you know, for me, for example, in my marriage, I wanted to control what I wanted to control. So I would write down for so long every single day is, is I want to be an amazing husband. Mm -hmm. And I'd write that down every day. So then what I'd have to do and check and see, well, how did I do today? But going on top of that, Amanda, and stop me if I'm, I'm going too long, but I want to explain this is, is, is identify what it is you want. So like, for example, my health, I just said, I wanted to, I wanted to be, um, I wanted to be incredibly healthy. That's what I wanted. I wanted to be an incredibly healthy man. Mm -hmm. So you go through and you identify that, you know, number one for me spiritually was like, I want to, I want to feel connected to God. So then you go through that and you say, okay, well, this is what I want. This is what I want in the most important areas of my life. You identify what you want. And then you break it down to what are the one to two things that you can do every single day to show up and get that done. And I think that's the key thing. Right. Because when we talk about confusion and we talk about just all these different things, we need to break it down to what are the one to two things that I can do to move me towards what it is that I want to be. And it's not a thousand things. And that's where I really think people get confused because, you know, they go through and, they, for example, you know, in their health, they want to live a healthy life. But what we do is we talk ourselves out of it because we're like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what to do. Like. I could do this diet and eat this way. I could go to this gym, but then I got to get a trainer. And I just, you know, just start simple. Say, you know, every single day, I'm not going to put maybe crap in my mouth. Okay. That's a start. If you drink soda, like, I'm okay, no soda in my mouth. And then I'm going to walk one mile. And then what you do is every single day you do that. And then you can, then you can change. You can expand, you know, you can go on to different things and say, this is what I'm going to do. But but I think I, it's really identifying what it is. You know, if you're a parent, what's the one to two things that's the most important thing that you can do as a mom or a dad every single day? You know, for me, every single day, it was important for me to spend time with each of my children, putting them to bed. And again, this varies depending on their age, asking how their day went, taking time, 10 to 15 minutes. Um, when they're really young, I would read stories to every one, single one of my kids where I would make up stories to them. And over time, 
that, that makes a big difference. And then you're the parent that you want to be relationships created in this and that. So does that make sense? It makes so much sense to me. I think about it all the time. Um, and I actually do this, right? So if we even break it down, so you're saying sit down for like a half an hour, write it out, rate yourself. Mm-hmm. And then, and then how do you, how do you consistently evaluate yourself? Because I have a lot of journals that I've started, Damon, but none of them ever are finished. Right, so right. how do you make it consistent? So, so I have, I have a, a document called the day page mm-hmm. So the day page. If you go to damoneddy.com, you can, you can get it. Or if you just want to contact me, I'll send it to you, but it, but it's literally a, a a page and I go through and I just write every single day and you can do this in a journal. Um, you know, one of the things that they talked about in a book, because I know you're an entrepreneur too, is, is what they don't teach you in Harvard business school. The, the guy that started IMG Academy used, used to take a yellow pad, those yellow legal pads mm-hmm. and just write down every single day, his most important things and then check them off. Mm-hmm. So on this day page, I take those key areas. So I write, you know, I am connected to God. Underneath it, a prayer walk, uh, 15 minutes in scripture. Then I would write, I am an amazing husband. And I would say 15 to 20 minutes quality time with Julie. Then I'd go down, I am an incredible father. And then I'd write underneath that, um, you know, 15 minutes either in prayer or time in conversation with my kids. Uh, living a healthy life. I would say, you know, I do CrossFit. So I CrossFit, no bad in. And then I would put little boxes next to it. And then at the end of the day, I would I would write this out before at the end of the day, I would go through and check, check. Mm-hmm. Did I get that done? You know, they talk about you should you should finish the day before you start it, meaning you should have an idea of what are the most important things that I need to get done in the day before you start it. And then at the end of the day, review how you have done, you know, in business for real estate, when I was doing a lot of real estate. There wasn't a thousand things that I needed to do in real estate. All I needed to do was to have 10 to 15 conversations. That's it. That was the most important thing that was going to take me to my real estate goal. Mm -hmm. Now, I work with real estate agents, too, and they would be doing this and that and all these different things over there. And what I would do is I, I just knew if I wanted to hit a certain income, which I would have a goal on real estate, all I would do is 10 to 15 conversations. Check. All those other things, you know, what will come up. But if you get those most important things done, they can make the biggest difference. You know, it's the same thing in marriage, right? A a marriage may be struggling tremendously and the wife or the husband may be thinking, uh, oh, my gosh, I, I just don't know what to do in this marriage. I just don't know what he or she wants. Well, okay, have you fully identified what it is? that that individual desires from you because love is giving, you know, it's the same thing. I use this example. A husband may come home from, you know, a day of work and the dishes aren't done and the wife's been running around doing her things. Maybe she had to work. She came home a little early. She didn't have time to do the dishes. What's important to her is quality time. His quality time, his thing may be acts of service. So that's where the confusion comes. He comes in and starts to do the dishes because he really thinks he's helping out. And then he looks over in the couch and the wife has given him the evil eye and everybody's all confused and pissed off. He's like, Hey, I'm just trying to help out. What's your deal? And she's like, gosh, why can't you come sit down with me? Mm-hmm. But they haven't identified what it is that they need. And, and if they're a, a person's able to identify that in that relationship, 
if he knew knew that all his wife wanted was that 15 to 20 minutes of quality time, he could have came and sat down with her and said, hey, I'm going to do the dishes for a little bit just to help out because I want, but but let's go ahead and take a walk in about 30 minutes before whatever. And then they have that time together. And then there, there's that clarity. And then there's not that confusion, which leads to then frustration. And what I say all the time is that we can't control anybody else, right? So at the end of the day, we want to be proud of who we are. We can't control how other people respond to us. And we we can't let our self-esteem or who we want to be be about how other people see us, right? So if we go through and we're checking the boxes about who we want to be, no matter how the world responds, we can be proud of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think it really helps us stay independent and helps us take the onus on who we are, because that is truly all we can control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's how we show up. I, I talk about this a little bit that, you know, um, many years ago, I remember this being taught to me, the three faces of a man or three faces of a woman. And, and what I mean by that is, is who we are when we're, no one's around, right? When, when no one's there, you know, what we do, what we're thinking, how, how, what we're playing in our mind. So we have that, that one part of us when no one's around. Then we have our, our family, how we are when we are, uh, you know, around our family, whether that's a mom or, you know, and then we have our public face and, and, and those things I, I think really need to line up. And, and when we're not in alignment with who we want to be, or there's that inconsistency, it causes internal turmoil. I mean, there's all those things that we want to do, right? I mean, we all struggle with it. I'm, I mean, you know, discipline is incredibly hard. There's things that we want to do, the things that we want to achieve. You know, I, my wife always says, I think it's so funny. Uh, I said, she should come up with a t-shirt on it. I'm, I'm going to start on Monday, you know, meaning like, you know, food or whatever it may be, you know, it's like, oh, we're going out Friday night. You know, we're not going to eat good. Screw it. This is, I'll start on Monday again. You know, so we all have that turmoil. There's certain things. And, and, you know, also, man, it's not to, none of us are perfect, but if we have some kind of an idea, so let's say you have that list and you have that idea of who you want to be. If you hit it, maybe 60, 70% of the time, that's better than not hitting it at all. Mm-hmm. And it's better, it's better to be aware of it than not be aware of it. I mean, my gosh, if you're, if you're not aware of your relationship and showing up for that other person, you know, three months, 12 months could go by two years, and then you might not even have a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing about it is, is a lot of these things that we want to do, these small little things or these habits that we should create in our life to be the person we want to be, a lot of times it doesn't show up right away. You know, if you were to go into, I, I think, um, I forget, Darren Hardy, I think talked about this. If you were to go into McDonald's and get a Big Mac, large fry and a soda, and then you ate it and 15 minutes later, you were 20 pounds overweight, you probably wouldn't do that again. But what happens with these things in our life, it's, it's, it's those wrong decisions over time that puts us in a place that we don't want to be. It, we, you know, we have, and then, then we end up having regret, right? So we need to be aware that also in the same way, it's those small little choices that we can make over time can give us the results we want. And it's that over time thing. So you can go one way, you can go, I know they're not saying this if they're listening to it, but you know, the, the difference of 
the bad choices over time, you end up in these places that are that are so much different than where you if you make good choices over time, they're so much better. I mean, it's very simple as if you exercise for 10 minutes a day, then maybe you're going to be a little less irritable with your kid or you're going to sleep a little bit better that night. And all those micro changes can end up with such a big difference after a year if you weren't taking that 10 minutes a day. The micro changes are adding up and they can have almost a waterfall effect where they're all feeding into each other just based on one very small change. Mm -hmm. I know the times when I have had to apologize uh, to my kids. Mm Mm-hmm. Or apologize to my daughter. I, I think my daughter is the most challenging because I think she's the most. Um, um, I don't know. She just she's just smart that way. I think she's going to be mm-hmm. an attorney. But you know, the times that I've had to apologize to my kids, I've 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 noticed in those moments, I there's something that happened in the day or something that's not right with me. You know, there's a little bit of maybe guilt. There's a little bit of shame. There's frustration. And most of the time it does not have to do with the kids and they don't deserve, you know, feeling the wrath of me not feeling good about myself. And I've had to do it so many times. Say, you know, hope my daughter's name is hope and say, hope I apologize. You know, Uh, I should have acted the way that I did. Dad shouldn't have talked to you the way that he did. And, And there were certain things that I wasn't feeling good about myself. And that, and, 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 and that was wrong, you know, so we need to be aware of that. You're totally right how that works. Well, one other thing I was also thinking about as you were talking about your list is also striving to do something a little bit different every day, right? Maybe not every day, but over time. And the reason I'm thinking about that is I'm thinking about being healthy is really important to me, right? Like everyone who listens know all I do is talk about sports. And all I want to do is like play sports, including pickleball, volleyball, swimming, weightlifting, all the things, right? But I do so much of that, that I am not actually following through on like calling the doctor for a mammogram and going to the dermatologist, Mm -hmm. right? And so there is this little part in the back of my head where it's kind of like eating away, like you have to make those appointments, you have to make those appointments, you have to make those appointments. Whereas if I would just take the time to make those appointments and put it on a little checkbox and actually say, this is my priority today because taking care of myself and my body is important. That little piece of anxiety would go away. So I have to, it's not just about doing that one thing that I actually am already really good at, right? Like I'm pretty good at getting myself to, to work out, but I'm not good at making the phone calls to actually take care of my body. And that's my next level and, and what I need to do to feel better and have more clarity about who I want to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's a simplicity of it. That's your business, right? Mm-hmm, sure is. Or you write it down and you say, you know, whatever it is that you need to do. That's it. And then you, then you do it. I mean, obviously, it, I, I know that it sounds simple, um, but it's not. It's also what's easy to do is also easy not to do. David, right? it's so hard for me. Like, I'm not lying to you. The idea of making those phone calls like sets me into a panic, not because I'm scared to talk to people like other people are, more just like I have a lot of other more interesting things to do, which is ridiculous, but that's just how I feel about it. Right, right. Well, a lot, it's the same thing in the real estate industry. I mean, my gosh, 
I don't, I, to make 10 to 15 calls and I was doing it, I don't like that. But for me, and I'm not sure for you, I don't like my phone to ring now. I just yeah. don't like it. I could, because literally nine out of 10 times it's a sales call. So I don't like hearing my phone ring. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what I do like to hear is a little ding because <laughs> that's a message. Yeah. And I do like that. And so what I started doing for years and what I still do is I send text messages or video text messages and, and I, and I love it and it works great for my business. Um, and I don't do as much real estate, uh, now you just do more investing, but it's great. Cause I love little dang. So I'm not sure in your situation, you know, these, these physicians that are busy or whatever it may be, whoever you might need to communicate to is I love texting. Um, I need to call UVA, like whoever and get my own appointment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it's, it's, but that is the hard stuff, right? That's the hard stuff for me. So whatever is hard for me is what I actually need to be working on a little bit. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, yes. If you're going to get the results you want to get. Yes. Even if it feels hard. Correct. Yep. Right. Even if it is hard, for sure. I mean, mean, if if we did everything that felt good in a relationship, um, that would be a little challenging, right? I mean, I've been married 26 years. If I just went off of uh, doing what I wanted to do and what felt good and what was easy for me in my marriage, uh, I don't think I'd be married. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, love, love is serving the other person despite what you may feel. Um, so maybe, you know, success is that in a certain sense, whatever it is that you want to succeed in, uh, it can't be feeling, it can't be action. And a lot of times we have to understand that, you know, we may not want to do these things, but the feeling that we get afterwards or the feelings that we can get when we start is a big deal. For example, there's a lot of times I, I, my wife and I do CrossFit. I love CrossFit because it is so hard um, and I get scared to go to class. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really, in a workout, I want to quit probably depending on the length of the workout, maybe five to 15 times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just keep pushing. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this. But at the end, I feel so darn good. So it's, it's, it's worth it to me. Uh, and it's in the goal of what I want to do. But I, but I don't, I don't like, I don't, I wouldn't say I don't like it. Um, it's definitely not easy, but once we get going, once I get going, once I get moving in that activity, whatever it may be, CrossFit, yeah, there's times that I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can go. I want to quit. And then you have this mental, like, we'll keep going. Um, then, then our emotions can change too. You know, we can almost, we can almost get addicted to that, um, which, you know, I don't know if you necessarily want to be addicted to anything, but that's maybe a different topic, but you know, once, once you get going, once you get starting too, too often, I think people wait for a feeling of, I want to do this as opposed to just doing it. And then, and then the want or the feeling um, may, may come during the process and or at the end. Or at the end of the night when, you know, we lay our heads on our pillows and, and who, was I who I wanted to be today? Right. right. Like, was I who I wanted to be? What can I do better tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And, and, and cause that's our feedback in the world, I think, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like that is our feedback is how we feel about who we are and how we learn, but we have to actually give ourselves the time and the space to do that. And I think we forget how important it is. 
Yeah. And I think people don't give themselves the time and they don't sit. And this goes back to the phone. Mm -hmm. This goes back to constantly needing to be entertained. So I think also people need to look at this. I think this is important. People need to look at the ratio of entertainment versus education. So what I mean by that is how often are you filling up your space with being entertained, whether that's on social media, whether that's on watching a Netflix series, whatever it may be, as opposed to educating and growing and learning. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's incredibly important. And a lot of times that ratio is off because I think, I I really think a big factor in what makes people happy in life um, is growth. Mm -hmm. And if you're not growing, it's very hard to be happy. And how you grow, in order to grow, you have to learn. But if all your time is in social media and being entertained, you're not growing, you're not learning, you're not being inspired, you're not, you know, evaluating and really looking at yourself and saying, you know, what can I do better here? And and it's a big deal. And then, like we said, just talk about that cycle and then you feel crappy about yourself. So then you go to Instagram to look at more pictures or Pinterest to try to feel better. And it just doesn't work, you know? And I think there's a huge difference between growing and being productive. It is very easy in this world to feel like we need to be being productive all the time and everything has to be reaching towards an end goal. And we can be growing without being productive. Let me think about that if that's true. You can, 100%. Yes. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. So I'm 51. Uh, We have one child in the home, our little girl. Three boys are out. Um, and one of the things I remember so young, just wanting to, to run and achieve and goals and everything like this, I always had to be, it's so hard for me to sit still. If I, if I was sitting still, I was guilty. Like I was like, Oh my gosh, like, I could probably do something. Like I need to get up and, you know, Hey kids, let's go jump on the trampoline or let's go do this or throw a ball or, you know, or I'll, you know, whatever it may be. And one, I, I also realized that that was um, kind of filling it up a certain kind of like uh, external validation that I needed that I was being a good man, right, with the insecurity that's inside. So that's a whole different topic right there. But but going back to it, I, I think there's a great gift in being able to sit, being able to have quiet time, and being able to reflect and and and. And just slow down. I mean, I think that there's some great books on that, but uh, I think it's tremendously important because what happens is a lot of times why we go to busy and productive is where we want to get away from the thoughts and the different things that are going on in our mind. But often those thoughts and those things that we may need to deal with or understand or get clear on we never understand or get clear on it because we just like, Oh my gosh. And we just go to the next thing and we're not able to do that. And I find myself sometimes there's a great app called pause that I use um, with a, with an author that I love John Eldridge, where you know two times in the day that you pause and I have it set at 10 and then have it set at three where it just for 15 minutes, it pauses me and says, Hey, you know, time for your meditation. 
and I just sit there and, and really kind of meditate and get an idea of where I am. But, but that's incredibly, incredibly important to do that. But we don't, we don't do that. Right. Like it's a privilege that you're working for yourself and you can do that, you know, and I think it's figuring out how can people fit it in at other times too. People can do it. Mm -hmm, I know. We, I talked last week about someone saying sometimes it's just the time it takes for an elevator door to close. It's just checking in with yourself and pausing to check in with yourself. Because again, that's one of those those very small actions that's going to have a cascade of changes in the long run. Right. People have the time. It's, it irritates me a little bit. And I don't like to use that word that much when people say, well, I just don't have time. I'm just so busy. Like, "Hmm, don't, don't give that to me. Come on now. If we were actually to break down your day from the time you get up to the time that you go to bed, you, you have time. Um, but it, but it's really breaking down the priority of the things that are most important and, and understanding that, you know, it's a big thing. And that's important for an individual, you know, in order to love somebody well, you have to first be able to, to love yourself. Sure. And I, I only think, I think we can't love, I think we can only, only love others to the extent that we can love ourselves. And if we're just running and running and running and running, and we're not happy with our life and we're not taking the time to recharge, whatever that may be. Just to recharge, you know, as a mom, as a man, as a husband, as a wife, whatever it may be, you're, you're not doing anybody any good. And I want to be careful when I say that because you may think you are, and you are. I mean, certain things need to be done and, and handled, but, but you could be doing yourself and those around you so much better if you learn to love yourself and really focus on that. And that's part of maybe identifying you know, what it is. One of the things that makes me incredibly happy is, is growing and contributing every single day. I feel good at the end of the day. If, if I maybe had a good encouraging conversation with somebody, I feel good at the end of the day, if I was able to at least, you know, pick up a book that I was reading or listen to uh, a podcast that I enjoyed, I feel good at the end of the day. So that's one of the things that I know that's actually on my list is growth and contribution. And I say that 10 to 15 minutes of, you know, of encouraging words to somebody and 10 to 15 minutes of maybe reading. And that makes, but, but, but I understand that, right. If I don't do that, then, you know, I I can be a little off. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone can. And I think, you know, I think there's a lot of data right now around the inequity between who's taking care of what in the home. Right. And so I think part of it for women to be able to take that time then everyone has to be able to contribute to the other unpaid labor that women are doing in the home. Mm -hmm. So, and I think, so, which I think for you, and he's nodding everybody, I think for you in many ways, you are speaking so beautifully about this for yourself. How can, and I've been wondering this whole time, how are men responding to what all of this insightful, smart stuff that you're saying about, how we need to check in with ourselves and live our lives. Like what is the response that you're getting? Cause I think what you're saying is so important. Um, the response it's challenging. Yeah. It's challenging. I mean, obviously the people that I work with, they get good response, but you know, life is hard. It just is incredibly hard. And I think one of the things is we have to realize that mm-hmm. we have to realize. And I think sometimes our expectations can be, um, 
you know, that things should go a little bit better than what they are. And I, and I really got to be, I guess, careful when I say this, cause I don't want to be like Debbie Downer kind of thing, but, but I, but I think as I get a little bit older, you know, as your kids get older, their, their problems get bigger. Yes. And, you know, we're, my wife and I are going through that stage a little bit now where we're just bigger problems, right? I mean, we have wonderful kids, amazing boys, amazing daughter. Uh, they're wonderful, but this, there's challenges of life. Um, so I, I think so much of that is learning how to go through life, uh, loving others well and loving yourself through, through the crap, through, through the hardness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I want to go back. I was nodding to what you were saying about women at home and what they may need. And, and I really want the men to hear this. And, and I'm not sure how many men will listen to this, but more women, but I want to encourage the women in regards to this. You know, men want communication. And I, I think, I think, I think men do want to serve. I, I think a lot of us have a servant heart mm-hmm. and I think it's very important and, and I'm, I'm very extroverted. I like to talk things out. My wife is very introverted. So there, there's certain things that I think a man would appreciate if a woman would just communicate in a loving way. Now, that's important, in a loving way, mm-hmm. what it is that she needs. Because I think men really, really do naturally have a servant heart. We want to serve our, our spouse. And I think for women, most definitely, too, by any, by, I think more. In, in a way. And I think that's the problem a little bit too. Now that I think about that is because we're women can be so tied into serving and then they sacrifice so much. Mm-hmm. And, but, but my encouragement, and this is what I want to say, talk to your husband, talk to your man in regards to what it is that you may need or how he can serve you. And what I mean by that, let's say, you know, you doing like a yoga class or you taking a walk or you getting away with your friends for a day or an afternoon while your husband watches the kids or handles this, or maybe, you know, taking a day to where, you know, two nights of the week he cooks as opposed to them, whatever it may be, communicate that. I mean, I just, that is so special. I think for a man for his wife to be able in a loving way to communicate her needs. And then that's where connection happens. And then that's where you feel close. But a lot of times what we don't do and men do this too, is we want these things. We want to communicate or we have these desires or things that we would need, but we don't communicate it. And then both in the relationship are kind of frustrated, they're kind of irritated and the man may look at his wife and know something's off. Like, hey, what's going on? Like this and that. It's like, ah, you know, nothing when you know there is something. But I think that woman that can really clarify what it is that she needs, identify that, and then be able to ask that of her husband. My gosh, that, that could be the start of much better relationship and, and much stronger connection. I mean, I, I love, there's certain things my wife needs and I love it when she tells me and I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, I will do that. And I get excited. So I'm like, you know, I'm like, yeah. Well, and I think that's a, a piece around, you know, I do think many women, and I'm doing a lot of research on it right now, but part of it is saying my needs are important, right? So on our list of who we are and what our values are is making sure that we 
know who we are and what we need as individuals, right? So if I need to be able to work out, I need to communicate that clearly to my husband and place my own personal boundaries around that time and space. And that's a lot of what women are working is placing the boundaries around it so that we can change what's happening in America and what's happening for men's and women's mental health. Because I think you're right. How can women communicate it to men if women aren't clear about it themselves? Yeah. I mean, my gosh, I, I, I think, I think as men, we really do. I know me, I want my wife to be happy. I mean, I have my needs. I have my you know, certain things that I need from her, but my gosh, if there's something that she can identify, if a woman can identify really what's going to fill her up in, in certain ways, whatever that might be, and then is able to do that. I mean, who doesn't want to be around a woman like that, that can then come home and, and really be loving. And it's not, you know, th- that's, that's beautiful. It's a wonderful thing. That's really interesting. I think it's really important for all of us on both ends, you know, men and women to make sure we're hitting that. Like I always tell people, I do a daily schedule with folks, right? Kind of like you want to spend your time with what's in line with your values. So make your daily schedule so that your time reflects your values, but you have to put yourself in there first. It can't be, oh, I'm going to get five minutes for myself after I've taken care of all of these other things. Your time for yourself is first because you have to put yourself first as far as all of as far as all of your values go, if you want to be able to be all these other things in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think it can be perfect if it's communicated. I mean, I, I think a big thing in a relationship is communication. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of kind of communicate a little bit. I mean, if there's something, for example, I, I think as a man, that's important that I do. Um, if, it, if, if it's not in sacrifice to the person that I need to be, right? I mean, if I just said, hey, you know, golfing 18 holes is really important to me. I get energized um, and I, I need to do that for myself, you know, five days a week. That's uh, it's a little ridiculous, right? Because you're taking five, you need to be a dad, you need to help, you need to do certain things. So I think you got to be smart about it, you know, but if there's a certain thing that we like, one of the things I love to do is I love to take hikes, like getting up in the mountains and a lot of times getting up in the mountains by myself is, is such a spiritual thing for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so, it's so important. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, what a great experience. I come back a better man. So when I communicate to the wife, say, you know, hey, Julia, I'm going to go up on, you know, what's a good time because I want to head up to the mountains for about three hours, take a hike. You know, what works for you? Um, what's a good time? And you go do that, right? And communicate. And, and then work it out. And, and But I think if I were just to, you know, not be smart about it. And, you know, our kids have like a volleyball game or something else is going on. Mm -hmm. I'm like, like, Hey, I'm I'm out. I'm going to the mountains and just roll out, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't do a good, much good or, you know, but I think too often we assume that the other person kind of knows just communicate more, talk more, get your face out of the phone, uh, and learn how to communicate, learn how to talk and, 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 uh, you know, what's important for you as yourself and in the relationship. I love this. I think this was really useful. I truly ascribe to this idea and I do it for myself. And I think I've been teaching my clients and and listeners how to do it in smaller bits. But I love your kind of holistic. It's pretty simple when you think about it, right? It's a really simple plan. 
But how can more people find you? How can more people enroll in your courses and learn more? Because I find this very, very helpful for women and for men. Yeah, if you just go to damonetti.com. I mean, that, that's the easiest way. My, my, my course is on there. Um, and I have an on, online course that's, uh, you know, very easy to take. Uh, well presented. You get all the tools and everything that you need, the day page. You get the uh, the six questions to clarity. If you just go through those six questions to clarity that I lay out, you know, at the end, you'll have clarity. And then you'll coordinate the day page with that. But, yeah, just DamonEddy.com. And and if you look me up, there's there's uh, um, all the social media sites like that. My telephone number's out there. One of the things that I love so much is communicating with people. I mean, I, I get guys that just text me and call me and say, Hey, can we have a conversation? Or, you know, can we meet if they're in the Denver area? And we just meet, we just talk. I mean, I feel blessed at this stage of my life that, you know, to be able to have the time and, and the freedom to be able to, um, to encourage people. And that's kind of what I like to do. I love to encourage and, and help and, um, yeah, just communicate. Well, there's also so much research right now around men's mentorship for mental to promote mental health. And so what you're saying is really important. I think young men really need older men to help them figure this out. So I love, truly love that you're doing that because you're changing people's lives. Yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, as someone raising three boys, it's kind of all I think about is like men's mental health and how can we think about that moving forward? Yeah, it's it's such an amazing privilege to be a parent if you can be a parent and, and you know, to see the way that our kids turn out uh, or move through life. I wouldn't say turn out because we're always adjusting is 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 very, very incredibly cool. But, mm-hmm. you know, so. Damon, this was so helpful. I really appreciate it. I'm going to take 15 minutes for myself and do my honestly do my values and think about exactly what I'm going to do and how I'm going to be proud of myself tonight. So thank you very much. Welcome. All right. Thank you. Thank you. If you found this podcast helpful, go ahead and subscribe and share. And more importantly, if you think you or someone you love would benefit from collaborative therapy, psychological assessment, or psychiatry services, you can find out more about our practice at Active and Connected Family Therapy, www.activeconnected.com. Again, that's www.activeconnected.com. Thanks so much for listening.